0: Listening to Fox Sports
1: Radio. <laughs> Radio. Yesterday's NBA, the Miami Heat taking a commanding 3 1 lead, 80% chance to advance to the finals. What's going on? I think it says something about the future of the NBA.
2: Yeah, and it was the Miami Heat, a 112 109 win over the Boston Celtics. As you mentioned, a three games to one series lead. Miami now one game away from going to the NBA finals.
1: And Hero with a monster, huh?
2: Yeah, 37 points. He was awesome.
1: Whew. Now, Fez, we're going to start with the eye of, of a professional batter. What did you see that we should take away from that game?
0: game because Miami did not shoot well from threes the entire game. Hero had a great game. The rest of the team shot poorly. In fact, 27% from three point land for Miami, yet they still won.
1: Okay, so what we like to do is convert and say, what would happen if both teams had hit the same percentage of threes, how much of an advantage would that change that better shooting have been for Miami? Nine extra points for Miami. So imagine they win that game by, you know, double digits it's a statement even beyond the statement made, so when you can win and that's not the only factor but when you can win in the NBA in 2020 and still get out shot on threes, that means you won in some fundamental places. Here's what I think we see with Miami, and today on the herd, Colin was talking about how, oh, the heat can develop players so well, and the Lakers can't. And I think that's fair. I, I agree. But I think the real counterpoint, the Clippers. Now, let's think back. It was last summer, you know, summer before this most recent one. I remember it was a Saturday night, I think, or it was certainly felt like a Saturday. Maybe it was right around the 4th of July. And then the report started coming out. You know, doo doo do doo And it's like, uh-oh, Paul George. And then it's like eight first-round picks. You know, this player, that player. And, again, Jonas... Being in L.A. was, I'm sure, watching a lot of those Clipper games the year before when, remember, they had a very competitive series against Golden State. There was a lot of youth on that team that got shipped to OKC for a guy who, quite frankly, has yet to establish himself, Paul George, as a playoff performer. And you got to wonder, the Heat, would they be inclined to say, "Okay, we'll trade three of our top young guys for Paul George, And my question is, and I'll ask Jonas, isn't that exactly what the Clippers did? And are we starting to wonder from what the Heat are doing performance-wise, if that was a big mistake
2: yeah no i think that's 100 percent correct i've also thought this and you bring up the point of the clippers and it's funny because i was thinking about this a couple of days ago it's kind of similar to what boston went through with kyrie irving to where you had these young players without kyrie irving and gordon hayward go all the way to a game seven with the Cavs in the eastern conference finals and the next year somehow they regressed and didn't get as far and it makes you okay if there was some ego there thinking, well, we could do it without you. Why do we need you? I've wondered if that happened with the Clippers. We got to the exact same place without you guys. Why should we take a step, a back seat when we were the team here that got us here at the same point the year before?
1: Yeah. So the, uh, only slight distinction, right? year before they lost in the first round. The Clippers, right? Well, Against... the
2: clip—the Clippers took. Uh, didn't they take Golden State?
1: Yeah, they took them far in the first round. But, okay, but you're right. Just generally, you made the playoffs and didn't do much. Right. You know, the year before and this year, you're taking it a step further, though, by saying, forget what you give up for these guys, because no one can debate that Boston made a good trade, getting rid of Isaiah Thomas as. Uh, His knees were going, right? I think it was his knee. It was his hip. And getting Kyrie hip, getting Kyrie was almost a free roll, right? They were paying for him, but they didn't have to pay to get him. Mm -hmm. And he didn't work out. And you could make the case he was a net negative. That's why I have no great optimism about the Nets and anywhere where Kyrie is. I'm not all that excited about it. And you might be right. Sometimes not even having one of those veterans – Especially if they're not team, team, team guys. Maybe it gets in the way of the development. But boy, if you can have a couple veterans and all your youth, all the better. But if you have to give up everybody, this whole kind of LeBron, the big three model with Bosch and Wade, that worked. That's been a while. You got to wonder, go and stay even when they lost. And I get it, they were injured. Uh, badly at the end against uh, Toronto. And, you know, nothing can really prevent those kind of things. It's random. But the thinness on Golden State, no one thought they were near the team that last year together they were a couple years before. Because if you keep paying guys big money, you got to go thin. You lose guys like Looney, you know, who, Fez, you used to love Looney. But (laughs) I think that the Heat... I'm not a big – I love Pat Riley just because I was a magic guy back in the day and, you know, I enjoyed him. And I loved what he did with the Knicks. I thought Riley – you remember back to the, you know, mid-'90s Knicks, they went against Jordan Hart. Awesome, yeah. They were trying, man, and those were wars. And that Houston-Knicks series when Starks uh, in Game 7 just shot him out of it, that was one of the great dramatic endings. Pat Riley, could he win one there? Ewing finally getting what? Yeah, I love Riley. But I've never been a Heat fan, but boy, Butler goes there and everyone laughs. Oh, yeah, you're not going to win there. You might be the number one guy, but number one guy what? Of not making the playoffs? I mean, that was the sense. And to not only be right, what did he say? Minnesota, they're not playing hard enough for me. I'm out of here. Philly, too many shenanigans. The redemption for Butler, but the beauty is Butler doesn't even need to be the leading scorer. He doesn't need to be in the lead. A guy like Hero can step up unexpectedly. To me, that's the kind of NBA I want to watch. I don't want the title decided in the offseason. And if it's just about we're the best player. If the Clippers could have decided the title in July, that doesn't interest me as much. And, man, not only didn't they decide the title, as Fez would say, the button got pushed on the off. <laughs> and the reality is you've got a heat team that nobody expected to be here, and all this talk about oh once LeBron gets done with Denver, this one's going to be easy i don't know it seems like the heat if you just look at the playoffs and don't know anything didn't know anything about these teams coming in. Miami's played the best of any team. They're 11-2. and two. Against good competition. Yeah,
0: they took out Milwaukee. And I think you bring up a great point about how much better Jimmy Butler's making the other players. Dragic is playing out of his mind. So his game is really enhanced for Miami's point guard. Uh, complete team effort.
2: And one of those losses was in overtime. So they've only lost in regulation once this entire
1: postseason. And Milwaukee was the best regular season team. Yeah. All right? And... Boston, how much better is Boston or Milwaukee over either Denver, and let's give Denver credit or Houston or Portland. Lakers have had the much easier road. Miami's more impressive and Miami's getting better as the playoffs proceed. I don't get any sense other than AD and LeBron of the Lakers doing that. And Miami might even have the shorter
0: series, so they might be the better rested team.
1: Right out of Vegas.
0: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
2: Thursday Night Football kicking off later on tonight between the Dolphins and the Jags. Jacksonville is a three point favorite right now on pregame.com, which is ironic because a lot of people felt that Jacksonville was probably going to be an <laughs> underdog in every game this season. <laughs>
1: Fez, you better answer.
0: (laughs) Ouch. Well, you warned me, RJ. Last year, I said, RJ, I think Miami wants Tua. They might tank. And you're like, Fez, NFL teams have never tanked, and they won't tank. What are you talking about? And then Miami Plays hard and wins five games.
1: So this was the first game against the Ravens. They looked pretty bad. Fair enough.
0: So this year, having learned from Miami, of course, when we talk about Jacksonville, you would think I would have learned my lesson. But no. I see them going with the stash. Minshew, who did not play well in December
1: last year. No, no. I would say this. You almost won me over. So of all the tanking potential teams, Jacksonville getting rid of Fournette. Without any great benefit to them financially. And no, seemingly no backup at all at running back. No doubt. Uh, Thin at best. Minshew was probably the worst quarterback I'd ever seen in memory be unchallenged in preseason. Meaning, forget the preseason games, I mean, to have a camp that... Minshew is your starter, and he's like Tom freaking Brady. Where like like, we might as well not bring anyone in, Glennon or whatever. Yes, It's like, find the guy nobody wants to start because we want to prop up Minshew. It's like, wow, this is the guy with the least amount of pedigree I've ever seen get that treatment. You cut your star running back when there's no reason financially to do it. It felt like the ingredients, the anatomy of a tank. I was still skeptical. You were in hook, line, and sinker.
0: Big time. And who knows their personnel better than the Jacksonville Jaguars? As it turns out, Minshew, year to date, playing very well. 13th in the league in QBR.
1: Yeah, better than very well. He's exceeded all expectations.
0: And no running back with his James Robinson, undrafted rookie, is putting up great numbers. He's averaging more than five yards per carry, way better than
1: Fournette ever did. So here's what we'll say. Jonas mentioned it before the end of the hour, the 6th Eastern hour. We're going to do our preview on the game. Do you got anything good on it? You got a prop? You got What are you going to have? best bet. A best bet on a prop. But I need a pledge from you. Now, Avon Barksdale from The Wire is a guy that in game, period. <laughs> there is no tank in the NFL. Do you pledge to never claim that again?
0: I pledge it. I got to give you accolades. Before week two, you were screaming at me saying, Fez, Jacksonville clearly isn't tanking. We got to bet you, Jacksonville you, against
1: Tennessee. Did you still think that Jacksonville was tanking after they fought hard and beat the the Colts, are, you, are your number 11 team? <laughs> no, but I did not
0: make nearly enough of an adjustment. You're like, you got to move this team a field goal at a minimum.
1: Because here's the thing. Last point on this. If you do think they're tanking, how much is that worth? Well, let's say that you got word inside info and they said, you know, Jacksonville wasn't tanking, but they've decided to tank this week. How much would you adjust them?
0: Oh, touchdown.
1: Yeah, I mean, like if you're At not least. gonna try super hard. So if you think they might be tanking and then they show they're not, you gotta adjust it major. But luckily for me. I control our super contest pigs. (laughs) Jacksonville was right there. By the way, tonight also, Lakers six versus the Nuggets. And tomorrow, and this is a shocker, Boston three and a half, down three one, three and a half point over the Heat. That's as big of a line as it's been in this series. People are not yet convinced about the young Heat.
2: So, do you guys and I just have a quick follow up on Jacksonville? At as far as season win total goes, if you were to readjust the season win total, because I think they're at was it five, if I'm not mistaken, or four and a half?
0: Yeah, it was four and a half before the year started. Currently, and it did bet under. I
1: mean, it was getting bet under like crazy, right?
0: Exactly. The current number, it's been put back up in a couple places, including really? the MGM here in Vegas at five. I think over five is a really good bet.
1: Hold on a second. Hold on a second. I mean, we might be making this bet right now. So you're saying four and a half. They split their first two games. Their fractional wins on those games was not a full game, right? Right. So, if anything, they've exceeded expectations already. Yes. And there's only a half game upgrade. That's insane. So that's a great question, Jonas. Let me ask you. You want to follow up real quick before I I, dig in?
2: No, I'm just thinking. I I didn't even know that if that was even a possibility that you could bet on something like that. You know, they
1: don't very often, but it looks like the books are being ambitious here. I like it. Let's give them credit. But yeah, you're right. Typically not. And you've been asking them to do this for years. Maybe they're listening. Well, I, I tell you, I think that with Jersey, Jersey's being competitive and everyone's starting to compete now.
2: So if three weeks in, if if this game goes how the line is set, where Jacksonville's going to win, this game is expected. If this game yeah. goes through through three weeks, Jacksonville's got two wins. Why would it? Why would Wait. it only go up a half game? Like through, two, through it, it doesn't
1: weeks? make sense. Yeah. that's why we're going to bet it right now. So,
0: <laughs> uh, what's our limit on that? It's probably three hundred on the app, especially because it's me and they've got
1: me limited. Oh, oh, wow, wow. <laughs> I mean. I'm already a multi-millionaire. I mean, there's no way for this guy to go 10 minutes without bragging. Well, bang it once and see if they let you hit it. I mean, yeah, this is crazy to me. But remember now, the way to think about these games, Jonas, are fractional wins. So let's say, for example, a team was even. right? pick them. All right, so Jacksonville's three tonight. Let's say it was Pick 'em. How many wins do they get credit for projecting is a half a win. The theory is they got a 50% chance to win a game, so they get a half a win. So if you were 90% to win, like the Lakers um, minus six, I'm not sure the money line feds, what's the Lakers' chance to win the game tonight, you'd say, at minus six? Yeah, 67%. Okay, let's say 70, just around it. So you would give the Lakers a 0.7 fractional win, right? So that's how you can actually do the entire season. On teams, and that's how they do it effectively.
2: And they've got the Bengals and the Lions in two of the next three games.
1: Ooh, I like that, too. We might win this thing before we know. (laughs) Hey, real quick, you upgraded Jacksonville four points, if I remember? Yes. Now, how much is four points worth over 14 games? Because you have an equation for that. We can say how much we think it should have been upgraded. Two games. Okay, so what you're saying is you think it should have went from four and a half to six and a half Because of your upgrade, they've only gone up to five. Yes. Jonas, this is how this is if you ever want to quit your job, you gotta be able to do this. Fez is one of the best in the world, I let's give him credit.
2: Yeah, and I think this is but does this mark the first actual live bet we've done on the air? Does that mark
1: Well, maybe that we talked about, but there's been a few (laughs) (laughs) And plus we're betting against each other too all the time. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Fads, we gave you a choice on any topic. What do you want to talk about? I
0: want to talk about scoring being up in the NFL almost
1: 50 points per game this year. All right, so 50 points per game on average, what's typical in the NFL? 46 and a half. All right, so up a field goal plus, what do you think? I think it's a combination of three things. All right, so Colin today was talking about this at length on the Herd right on FSR right here. And he said, Oh, it's a sign of how great the quarterbacks are. It's a sign of how savvy the coaches are. No preseason. I disagree with him. I want to hear what you think.
0: Yeah, I disagree on my top two reasons. I think this crowd noise not being there is really helping the offenses. And you think that's the the
1: biggest reason?
0: That's the number one reason. Mm. But I also think a key reason COVID, the tackling has not been good for the defenses, and that's favored the offenses as well.
1: And you don't have the most important reason yet. Jonas, you mm. want to take a crack. What do you think is leading the, to the scoring?
2: Um, officials are letting stuff slide. Yep. yep. yep.
1: That's it. That guy, he, he's sneaky sharp, this guy. <laughs> do you, you, have you seen numbers on that?
2: The holding penalties I know from week one from a year ago were down almost
1: 80%. Yep. And Michael Lombardi, friend of the show, was talking about, I think the number is 18 NFL teams, two weeks, have yet to be called for one holding penalty. So more than half the league doesn't have even one holding penalty. That's the way you stop drives, right? If it's a 15-yard play, now you go instead of first and 10 way up the field, you're first and, you know, 20. Whew, that, that's how you stop drives. I think the NFL said we don't want it to seem sloppy, So Mm. we tell the refs, hey, and I think this is legit. We want to lower the threshold, no cheating, no benefit for any team, lower the, or rise, I guess, raise the threshold of penalties. So scoring's up, doesn't look as sloppy. Jonas was on it, How'd you miss that?
0: (laughs) Gosh, Jonas is just like (laughs) dominating me this today.
2: Right out of Vegas!